Carlos Slim Hilu said, With a good perspective on history, we can have a better understanding of the past and present, and thus, a clear vision of the future. In this episode, I welcome Drew. Drew is a financial business consultant, and he's also he plays basketball with me. I've known Drew for like three, four years now, and I didn't know that he was involved in the financial world like that until we, you know, we got to speaking like years after we met. And I found out that he was, and I was like, man, we got to have you on the podcast. We got to have a conversation about finances and investing, and you got to you know give us some tips, some pro tips. And he was like, yeah, he was really excited for it, and here we are. So I hope you enjoyed the episode. It was really nice. Drew had a lot of well, he had a he had a wealth of knowledge, and it was really good to get that information from him firsthand. So I hope you enjoy, and hope it's helpful as well. Welcome, Drew Kava, to the Mindset Goal Podcast. It is a pleasure to have you on. Not just because you have loads of knowledge on financial, you have a lot of financial insight, and this episode is going to be all about getting financial insight from the inside with you. Um, and obviously, man, we play basketball together, we hoop together, so we've known each other, uh, you know, for I don't know, maybe a couple years now. Like, yeah, I, I guess about three years, I'd say. Wow, wow, man, that's crazy. Where did yeah. the time go? And I know, then, yeah, yeah, I'm excited, bro. I'm excited to um have this conversation with you because obviously, um, when, when whenever I see you, we always just talk basketball. And it wasn't until recently that I found found out that you you know you have information, uh, financial information, and also you work in the industry. Um, but also, so Drew, like, I just want to ask you to introduce yourself. Say what's up. For sure, man. Thank you for that introduction, George. Yeah. So just a bit about me. So um. I studied economics at university, um, and since then, passion for investing and trading and things like that kind of kind of grew into um, you know start p- pursuing as that a career, as a career kind of thing, and then uh, yeah, since then it's just grown and you know just trying to learn grow my knowledge every day. You know, no one has all the information, but you just try and do the best you can really. And um, yeah, as George said, very passionate about basketball. You know, um, been playing it for a while now and. Uh, I think that's where our relationship grew from. But yeah, man, let's get this cracking. Yeah. All right. So first question I have for you. I mean, a lot of the the listeners on the podcast, they're not investing. They don't, you know, like for myself, but I don't invest like huge amounts and I'm very new to it as well. So I'm just like, like getting like the basics, obviously, but then getting as much extra as well. Is, yeah. is which is um you know ideal. So the first question I have is why is investing important? Why should I invest? So first of all, with investing, right? Um, I feel the reason why I got into it and the reason why I felt it was important because, you know, in this day and age, like uh, stability is very important. You know, yeah. um, it, the economy is all over the place. You know, there's a lot of uncertainty going on in the world with wars and all sorts, right? Especially, you know, with with the whole Russia thing going on, there's a whole knock and effect yeah. on like commodities, everything else. And so, the the reason why you should get into investing is figures for, for your uh, stability for the future. See, saving is not enough in the bank. You see, the thing is with with money just sitting in the bank, um, it doesn't grow, especially in the situation we're in now with inflation being yeah. higher than interest rates. Your money is basically being eaten away. It's basically depreciating in value. So basically, right. we we're, we have less money if we just leave it in the bank. We have less money at the end of the year than we do at the start of the year. Absolutely. Absolutely. You see, 
right now inflation is at what it's at nine percent okay mm, wow. and interest interest rates have never been lower so imagine um savings i think interest rates are around half a percent something like that so imagine 8.5 percent of your of your money's value is being eaten away essentially look at it like that yeah. so it's a big it's a big difference right and yeah. then and then if you look into what banks actually do with your money so when you deposit your money it, it's not actually it's not just left there they take your money and invest it in other places that's how banks operate yeah. that's how they you know grow grow their you know own uh, balance sheets etc and that's yeah. what that's why i really advocate for people to get into investing to you know to benefit yourself and um and so essentially yeah that that's the that's the core reason you should invest for yourself yeah. just for your stability grow your overall wealth and and it's a it's a long race it's it's not you know it's not a quick sprint it's a long marathon that's why i tell people and and obviously a lot of people because you talked you said about stability but i think one of the main reasons why people are scared uh, or at least the taboo of investing is kind of like oh but you know, I could lose my money if I put it in into into like you know if I invest in a certain asset, for example. Whereas you know, a lot of people are unaware that they're losing money anyway. But I think one of the biggest reasons why people are scared to start investing or scared want to risk a big loss because at least if, when you leave the money in there, at least like you're aware that nothing more is going to come out of it. Absolutely, I get that point. So there's there's two things I want to come on to with that with that point. So first of all, um, with investing, there's you know you can get income from different types of diversification, right? Investing in different things. Say for example, property, or you may have a, another side hustle business and investing. So the reason why I say to people invest is because with with stability, the stability comes when money's coming from all different you know aspects. Say yeah. for example, one day you had a business that you know, that was your only kind of breadwinning income, right? Yeah. If that goes bust, you've got nothing else to rely on. You've got not, no one else to turn to as such. Whereas, um, you know, having different routes, having different paths to that, that money's coming in, that's where the stability comes in, you see. Um, and then the second point I was going to come on to was that, um, so there's this, as you said, people see it as being very risky, you see, and it can be. But that's when that's where the knowledge comes in. So you need to understand the difference between, say, for example, like um, you know these big companies, these blue chip companies that have been established and been around for a while, and then there's um, you know there's other companies that people try and make a quick buck on, and um, you know they're, they're trying to get rich quick, and that's not yeah. the way investing works. People get very muddled and confused between the idea of investing and actual trading. So investing. As I, as I mentioned earlier, it's a marathon. You you don't really want to be looking at your portfolio too much. Um, that can really you know sway you and, and make you make rash decisions, bad decisions. Yeah. Um, whereas trading is a completely different ball game, um, which is what I was doing you know in my last role. Um, so with that, you're like you're actively doing it every day. You're trying to make a, a quick buck on you know small movements, something like that. You know, so. Yeah. Uh, the key to investing is to not touch your portfolio too much and uh, yeah yeah and then uh, and then you spoke about knowledge like be, being knowledgeable when when the thing when the prices go down and like that's where the knowledge of it comes from so if i'm just starting to invest invest excuse me what's something i need to know what are some things i need to know so 
Uh, absolute key is what I tell everyone to, to start understanding and learning about is like basic accounting principles and how to read um, financial statements. So, for example, income, sheet, income uh, statements and balance sheets. They, they just tell a whole story of a, of a company. And, you know, if a company is really healthy, and what, if you really want to invest in it, first of all, from the income statement, you want to know if the company is profitable, right? If, mm. if their income is actually growing every year, um, we're talking net profit, not gross profit. Like the net profit after all the expenses and costs have been paid yeah. um, and, and taxes, for example. Is this a, a, like a, an actual healthy company that's, that's growing into the future? And second of all, to the balance sheet, you want to see, is this company financed by debt? Or are they taking on a lot of like long-term loans and causing them to go into a deeper hole? Mm. Because even though, when, when a company's financed like that, right, um, even though their income statement may show a very healthy company making a lot of profit, being in a lot of debt, they have to pay their back eventually and it's going to catch up to them. And, and uh, I've seen a fair few companies, you know, in the past few years that, you know, it's really caught up and, and people yeah. have been caught, caught out, you know. Um, so I think, first of all, getting that, um, you know, financial knowledge on that aspect is key. Um, you know, there's a lot of... Um, indicators are ratios and things like that price to earnings ratio and people get caught up in this whole like um it's very muddly and people get caught up in all this fuzz in and it's a lot of jargon but yeah. um you you don't don't focus on that noise too much you see um because with with all that sort of stuff um people speculate about certain things there's a lot yeah. of that's also another thing another key point is that when you're investing don't don't listen to the noise of like of the media, especially social media, right? They're yeah. really in the past few years have taken things and um, they're like, okay, this is a new hot stock to get onto because you know they're doing so and so. Don't listen to that sort of stuff. These people have no idea what they're, what they're talking about. You f focus on the fundamental things about a company. Is a company healthy? And then you know, then look into it more. So you you mentioned accounting statements, income sheets, net profit. Uh, th yeah. If they're in debt. Is there any other like, you know, details like this that you can add? Yeah, for sure. So, um, so what for those uh, particular financial statements or other additional ones? Uh, I mean, all, all of it. To be fair, I mean, like if yeah. you're just starting, like I mean, I've I I had no idea about any of these four um, th things that you mentioned here. You know, accounting statements, income sheets, net profit, debt, uh, like a healthy company. That term I've never heard used before. And all of these are just great, great things to know, like before starting and, and more generally, I'm just asking, like, is there any other things like these that, that you just mentioned that we should also look out for? Yeah, for sure. So also like on, um, there's a lot of really good sources um, I use, such as Yahoo Finance, things like that. And why I look for also in the companies, is the company like developing for the future? Are they actually... Um, are they innovating? Are they investing back into the company and um, mm. and kind of growing with the times? You know, there's um, because there's a lot of there's some companies that are they've gone quite stale. I'd say, for example, uh, Intel, for example, right? They were they were the head of innovation. You know, yeah. they have been for a long time, but the the company's kind of really gone stagnant. And there's other companies that I wouldn't say small, but they've really kind of overtaken, such as AMD. Um, I'd say Nvidia as well. So that's, you know, that's just a quick example on the technology front. But things like, you know, investing back into the company and yeah, just growing, growing with the times, I think that's really important to understand. And one other statement that I forgot to mention is the cash flow. 
Um, so yeah. you you also want to know is the company in a in a positive uh, you know cash flow situation? Is it a healthy situ- situation on that front? Because some companies they they may, f- may finance their activities. They may have sold a ton of assets, you know, and yeah. that's why that's why the you know the cash flow looks healthy. But you know that's that's not that's not a good way to operate. Cash flow is so important in a company because. Say, for example, right, a company, a massive company may look really healthy in the sense that it's got a massive market cap and it's got a lot of assets, but yeah. a business, a business will stop operating if their cash flow dries up. You know, you, you, you always can't... need cash. You always exactly. need cash. Exactly. They can't finance daily activities and things like that. And, uh, and that's when they get into serious, serious uh, issues. They have to start getting long-term loans from the government. They need, you know, other big, um, banks to bail them out, things like that. Yeah, and and also that's something with investing as well, isn't it? Like you should like you should never invest all of your money because you also need cash in life. Like if something happens, you need to have that cash available. One hundred percent. You're absolutely right there, George. Um, I know a few people um, that have they've like online, and also I've known I know one or two people, um, you know, associates yeah. and. You know, they've gone hard into the markets and especially after COVID, um, for example, the next year, it was a massive boom. Everything was on the up. Wow. Everyone and their, their grandma was making like money, a lot of money. And, um, <laughs> and, yeah. and since then, so, so since, um, you know, with COVID, it's really been a lag effect. The whole, you know, the whole supply chain, everything or the impact of like the commodities and things like that, it's really been a lagged effect. Yeah. Since January of this year, um, the markets have really taken a hard hit, and, wow. and taken you know I've taken a hit as well. I think everyone has. Yeah. Um, but just as you said, for security, you definitely don't want to put all your money into the market because yeah, it's, it's just way too risky. Yeah, and I know for me as well. Like I've you know I've taken a hit in what I've investing, but I think it's it, it's um I. I for me, it's fine because I'm still learning. So the money yeah. that I'm investing is really money that is is like learning money. Like I'm not worried about uh, what happens to it so much. But also, I, I, I'm also learning that even though uh, with the money I'm investing, I'm also learning what happens with the money I put in. So like, yeah. like you said, like loads of um, like the market's been down uh, to st- for the year to start. But, uh, you know, I haven't lost a, a tremendous amount of money and that comes with like i've been learning a lot about the markets just by being in it um exactly. so so now that i'm a bit clued up i'm a bit more clued up i can afford to invest more because i'm getting more knowledge um but yeah that's just something that's really been helping me is like to be in it yeah absolutely and, and, yeah. and coming on to that point um you know people have this bias this is a big thing i looked into especially i did it uh, for my final year research project at uni but it was the uh, psychology of investing and things like that and people tend to fall into the trap that especially when you're a newbie investor and i i fell for this as well that you know you you see your i I was checking my my uh, you know my holdings every day and and you look and you you see something go down a bit you're like oh man you know i need to get out of this immediately you know before it like uh, drops to the bottom but yeah you you have to look at the long term uh that that's not going to happen once again it comes back to the fact that this company is proven. They've been through the toughest times already. They've been through recessions and, yeah. and tough times. So they're going to make it through, you know, this period that we're experiencing right now, for example. You know, people don't act rationally, as I said. They're, they immediately, they see, they see a little drop and they, and they sell off. That's yeah. the wrong thing to do because, you know, the, the rise from the, from the fall will be just as quick and you'll miss it. 
you know, yeah. you, you'll miss that rise back up, you know, back to where it was. So you definitely don't want to sell off. There's a, uh, there's actually a study I read, um, yeah. you know, about the S and P 500 and over the past 20 years, um, it's risen on average about 11.5%. Yeah. And, and they, you know, they looked at, they looked at people, um, in the study, they looked at people that who actively tried, they tried to take out their money when it was high and then they tried to buy it back when it was low and things like yeah. that. But they, they found that the, you know, the outcomes and the results for the people that hold over the 20 years, there were much greater the returns. So just because they were able to, they reinvested their dividends, they reinvested their, you know, their, um, their uh, what do you call it, their equity growth. So holding is, uh, is the best method. So you're saying uh, the with this study, the S&P 500 made, uh, was able to return more money than if people just traded, um, depending on what happens with, with, the, with the economy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, okay. you know, the, the economy will definitely take a dip, you know, no, no matter what's going on. Yeah. Um, but you just, you have to believe that you have to with, it'll withstand that time. It'll w definitely withstand it and it'll come back. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. And, 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 and yeah. what are the different styles of investing? So, so there's different types, right? So there's, say for example, there's, you can look at growth investing, right? So with growth investing, you're looking to essentially, you're trying to find stocks that, um, that are going to grow very quickly. Uh, you know, with, say for example, technology, um, well, well, let me think of some other areas. There's, with technology, it falls into a few categories, right? So you yeah. can get the, the typical, um, you can get the typical, uh, what's it called? The technology one, say for example, like uh, technology services. So we're looking at here, like I don't know Palantir and Snapchat, things like that. Yeah. But then, then there's other types. So there's like consumer durable, so like Tesla, Neo, and all those sorts of ones. So when you're really looking at growth investing, you're they're they're the types of um, growth ones that are out there. Um, there's also um, okay. So that with active investing, right? So active investing, I'd say for someone that's more experienced, um, they they'd go for active investing because they buy very specific stocks. I know which ones to go for, depending on I know the you know um, depending on the fundamentals and things like that. And um, especially, they're very in tune with the industries that are growing. For and example. active investing is that a, like a, a daily thing or a weekly thing? Or how, like, how does that work in terms? Yeah. You say, yeah. Okay. So, so I've I've become more active, much more active um, as I've got more knowledge. Um, but yeah, you'd be checking your stuff like daily, which is not the best thing to do because you're no matter how, how much experience you have, you're still susceptible to those biases. Yeah. I guess it's definitely something as well for more experienced um, investors. That's it. That's yeah. it. And um, and then with passive investing, so that's something I recommend for, for most to do, um, you know, be more passive about it. But with passive investing, right, you, you kind of want to, and I was going to get onto this afterwards, you know, for the next question about safe investments. Right. Um, but you, as a new investor, I, I would definitely recommend you go into like ETF, ETFs, right? So exchange traded funds. So there's, and they track different in indexes like the S&P 500. You can get the Russell 1000, 2000, 3000. And yeah. say for example, so the S&P 500, so it's the largest 500 companies in the US. Yeah. Um, so with that, you don't experience the shocks like you would with a particular stock. Okay. So it's much more smoothed out. Um, and in that sense, it's much less risky. That's why I definitely recommend a newbie investor to go for to invest in something like that. 
um, majority of their money in the S and P five hundred. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, say for example, you do want to invest in a particular stock. Invest in stocks that you that you know, like stuff that you use. Yeah. That that that's another really key point I say to people that. You know, don't don't go for stuff that you you don't use or a company you don't believe in, like an ethos you don't believe in. Yeah. You know, there, there's there's big companies out there like Coke and stuff like that. I mean, I, I just don't you know I don't agree with the ethos ethos and and their product, so I'm not going to yeah. go for that. Whereas you know there might be something like um, you know I shop at Costco and you know and they're they're a very healthy model and things like that. Yeah. And so you know and I know a lot about them, so that's why you know I, I have a large holding of them, for example. Yeah, for sure. I I think like that's a great point. Like and that like for example, if you don't use, uh, you mentioned Snapchat earlier. If you don't, I don't use Snapchat, so I wouldn't like necessarily invest in Snapchat because I don't know much about it. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what the experience is like to use it. However, I do use um, uh, Facebook. You know, Meta. Um, so so yeah. that's something I I invest in because I know what they're doing. I know like they've been around. I've been using them for a long time. They've been able to help me um launch a business like literally at the you know palm of my hand so they're exactly I, the work that they do like really resonates and i you know i think the company will continue to get bigger as a result so like just to you know back up what you've been saying about investing in the stuff that you use um i again because also by me um investing in what i use by like for example actually paying for the product that this company is selling um, so like a, a simple example would be like, uh, like I shop Nike, right? So I invest in Nike. Um, so then I'm, I'm able to give money to the company because I shop there. So I'm able to not only wear their products, but also invest in them in like two different ways. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, it's funny to say, but the capital gains you make from the stock going up, you know, that's always, you can use that money to, you know, buy their products. You kind of get their products for free yeah. in, in a sense, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, so, and, and that also, you know, for someone that may not be as passionate about investing, but wants to find a way to, you know, put, put their money into the markets, you know, that keeps your interest buying, getting into stuff that you like into companies that you're interested in. Just like you said, like with, uh, with Meta, you know, they're, they're different avenues, Instagram, Facebook, and things like that. It makes you want to actually research about the company. Is this, you know, is this company progressing in the direction that I like? Yeah. And, and that keeps your fire going. You see what I mean? Yeah, man, absolutely. And like, as far as safe investments, you mentioned the the ETFs and the S and P five hundred, and that is there any other safe investments that that you'd advise on? Um. So, so in terms of yeah, so with the ETFs, so they're the main key ones. But you do get other like types types of ETFs depending on your um depending on your risk tolerance, right? So you could get like say for example, emerging markets, which may focus on you know the East Asian markets and um you know, you know south asia things like that and yeah. that looks at um you know the different industries growing there for example oil or something like that i, I don't really look into those um because i don't know too much about those markets yeah. but um, you know that may come in time but yeah um as i said there's no one particular stock there's no one holy grail which you know you yeah. look at and think, right this is the one um it's just about uh, finding you know looking at looking at historic returns for example of a particular etf it, it doesn't take long at all you know, there's there's a couple um, couple websites which I recommend to look at. So Trading View is one I, I regularly use. Yeah. Um, so so on this website, I can you know you can filter out, you can look at different stocks and and all that information, and um, and I do a lot of like uh, I do trend analysis on there to see you know is this a stock that's been growing 
steadily over time. Um, you know, and and that's a that's another key point that you want to look at yeah. a stock that's actually been the stock price has been growing steadily over a long period of time. You don't want yeah. one that you know that's on a in a downward trend because it's likely to, to continue. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah um, no, you know, no, absolutely, that that it makes a lot of sense. And I know you said there's no, you know, there's no holy grail of companies, but I want to ask you, what is, for you know, what is the best business that you know everyone can invest in right now? Um, what you know, what is the best stock, or or like, and that's a tough question to answer. So maybe something a bit more specific to yourself. What is like the best business that you think um, is out there to invest in? So that that's a very good question. Um, so right now, I definitely wouldn't. So looking at the trend of like uh, the different industries, the different sectors in this current climate, um, I definitely wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend going into the market right now because. I don't know. There's no bottom right now. No one knows where it will be because mm. the you know the there's a lot of pessimism in the market, and that tends to drive a lot of things. Mm. Um, but the in terms of like a particular stock, I would definitely wouldn't I wouldn't go into technology or tech services things like that. I'd very much focus on on like the key staple things. Um, so a lot of right now, energy energy materials are very volatile. They're going up and down. Yeah. But some really stable ones are, for example, um, I know like a process industries, utilities, like, you know, utility companies such as, um, I don't know, like, um, let me think of a couple. Um, I can't think of any of them on top of my yeah, head. You, like, utility as in like, you know, like, like, like bills that we, you know. So pay. Exactly. Like water okay. companies, um, okay. I, like uh, electricity companies, things like that. Because like these are very, very stable. Yeah. Um, especially in the current climate um, yeah. but as I said I, I wouldn't go into the market right now I haven't put any more in, in the past like few months just because it's just it's very unpredictable the way the market is going yeah um, the one key point is to never try and like so they there's that common tip that they try to give is that you know buy the dip buy the dip you know buy mm. the bottom but I definitely don't recommend that. And I've, you know, I've learned that through experience myself. Never, never try and buy a stock at the bottom because it, it won't work out well. You never know if that stock could continue decreasing. Yeah. Now, when I buy a stock, uh, when, when I've, you know, I've done my research and I, and I look into it and I think, right, this is the one I really want to go for. I, I try and I want there to be at least like a week or two of positive trend upwards because it shows strength coming back into the into the stock. It shows that people are confident in the company again yeah. and the industry, you see? And that shows that the market's also picking up again. So yeah. I think, um, yeah, I think that's kind of my, my last key point that yeah. really try and look when, when a stock is on the up again. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, that's great advice. And um, Drew, I really appreciate you, bro. Really appreciate your time and uh, just coming out here, sharing your knowledge as well. I think it's um, very important because we don't necessarily, I feel like finance is one of those areas in life that we don't necessarily talk about openly. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Like it's not one thing you don't really go up to people and, you know, kind of ask how much they're making or, you know, what they're doing with their money. It's just, it's just an area that we don't um, necessarily talk about so much, but obviously it's, it's an area that affects everyone. Um, so it, you know it's very important thank you for coming and just sharing what you know uh really appreciate it no it's my pleasure man thank you so much for this opportunity and uh yeah man it was great sharing my knowledge yeah yeah
Great. Yeah, man. Thank you very much, Drew. And um, have Thank a you. have a nice day, bro. Enjoy your evening and that. Thank you so much. You too. Take it Take easy. Take care, bro. Warren Buffett said, I will teach you how to become rich. Close the doors. Be fearful when others are greedy. Be greedy when others are fearful.